You are listening to Mark Hatmaker Rough and Tumble Raconteur. This is a grab bag of old school Western martial arts, resurrected indigenous ways and empirical musings tinged with a heavy dose of respect, admiration, let's call it hero worship, for these hosses of yore. Crew, this is Mark Hatmaker coming to the Comancheria. I'm actually recording this on a Memorial Day uh, morning, so if you listen to it on this day, happy Memorial Day, and two, I hope it goes better than having to listen to me. If you're not listening to it on this day, well, that means you timed it just right. Hope you had a fine time. Uh, today, let's talk a little bit about combat uh, conditioning. Uh, and it actually, it's conditioning for anybody, right? But uh, since, you know, our, our, usually if you get your ears on this, you're into rough and tumble, you're into old school boxing, old school wrestling. That's my bailiwick, brothers and sisters. Uh, but this uh, information holds stout for all people who are trying to you know, whip themselves into shape, no matter what your age is. And today we're going to be talking a whole lot about numbers, much ado about numbers and some mathematics and how it could apply to you, no matter what your training protocol is. And all my training, I use unleaded uh, conditioning, which is old school conditioning from the old days, using the old day principles and i gotta say it's put me in the best shape of my life for my age which is 57 years old soon to be uh 58 so that's uh that's saying something feel pretty pretty damn good about that and again much ado about those numbers again you, this is going to work whether it's you're using the unloaded conditioning or not but they're going to kind of weave a tail in there where it might be the way to go because it has reduced training time let's uh, start with number one 61 percent yeah, uh, we'll explain what that is. If you make a decision to skip a training session this evening, uh, be that walking, your, your MMA, your CrossFit, yoga, unleaded, your flavor of choice. If you decide to skip a, a scheduled training session, uh, you're thinking, eh, no worries, I'll get right back on the horse and be fine. Well, the odds are against you. An expansive exercise science study conducted in the UK found that a decision to skip a training session today did not mean that the odds you would be consistent the next time went back to 50-50. It's not a coin toss. Rather, there is now a 61% chance you will skip another session within seven days. So uh, you keep this in mind. You walk into a casino with better odds. We're talking only about scheduled training sessions. It's not, we're not talking about training every damn day 365. Just if it's on the schedule, you do it. If you don't do it, thank you to get back on it. You don't reset to 50-50, it goes to 61% for the next session, and then it, the more you skip, the odds get more and more against you. That's a lot of times why, you know, if New Year's resolutions don't work, you think, well, they all get thrown in the scrapper there, but not necessarily. You, there's a way to beat some of these odds, and we'll get to that uh, later on in this little ramble here. Each decision to skip puts, puts more odds against your good intentions. Uh, the bookmaker ledger never resets to 50-50. We had to keep that in mind. If you choose not to skip you better your odds of continuing your momentum. You chisel away, uh, away at that 61%. Each decision to go starts building this habit, inculcates this discipline. Just like a kid learning to walk every single day, gets out there, puts a step out there, stumbles, whatever. They don't become sprinters immediately. By daily persistence, they go at it. It's not like they decide to uh, crawl one day and the next day they try a few steps and quit and go, yeah, I'll skip. I'll, I'll hit this again next Wednesday. That's not how these things work in life, all right? I repeat, no matter how much we think, well, this time is fine to skip, but you watch me go the rest of the week the data does not support that fictional hard charger that we talk to in our heads. Seems like the remedy is just do it. All right. Now, the research does state the most common reason for skipping, well, time. Uh, again, the unleaded conditioning protocol I use is get in and get her done in a, max, in a minimum of 25 minutes. 
uh, if you're using the skip down uh, 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 schedule there, I mean, skip down, I mean, a strip down schedule, it's, it's remarkable. And again, for more information on lead conditioning, I'll put a link in the show notes here if you want to take a look at that. But it doesn't have to be just that. Whatever your flavor du jour is, by all means, take a look at it. But to all of us, no matter your chosen discipline, it really comes down to being disciplined, right? Now, how do we beat those odds of 61%? Uh, first, let's get a few. I uh, had a few good faith questions from good men who, uh, whenever I first put this out, hey, don't skip your training sessions. And people asked uh, a couple of really good questions as things that are uh, seem like great reasons to skip on their face. But let's delve into if there actually are good reasons or not. Some one uh, good man asked, well, what about overtraining or injury, man? Uh, the advice, again, first we got to keep in mind, all the advice I offer is in light of statistical likelihood. Okay, man, I am just the pit boss, the casino, reading the hoil to the players out there. It's always up to the player themselves to bet chips or cash in and skip. That's always up to you, man. I am a dad to one person on this planet, and I don't even tell her what to do. She's squared away as she don't need it. All right, point two as we move on. Regarding uh, uh, overtraining, some people say, well, you got to skip sometimes because you don't want to you know, put yourself into this training, uh, uh, training hall. Now, we've all been there at least once in younger, enthusiastic days, if you're pursuing some sort of hard redlining uh, uh, protocol all the time, and it eats you up. Uh, the advice I'm talking about of not skipping refers to wise training, this old-school way of training that is scalable to the athlete in current circumstances of the athlete. Wise training is also comprised of peaks and valleys. You can call it wave or periodization or whatever juju word you dig. It all amounts to the same thing. Not all things must be redlined at all times. As a matter of fact, that is the detriment of development. If you are a drug-free athlete, which the old schoolers was, and those are guys are my heroes, my gods, so I completely nothing, not even talking creatine, man. Nothing. Well, unless you count coffee. I just chug that stuff all day long. But consider this. Any training that incapacitates the athlete or the operator is not wise training. Training is a, a prep, a preparation, a support to life. Any training that interferes with the daily is not training, okay? That is a stumbling block. If one is so blasted for after your training that the yard work with the missus has to wait or that walk in the park with the kids is a slog well wise training is to make such so-called task a piece of cake and welcome if your training interferes and makes you i'm too gassed man i can't do this well that's not training now let's just keep this in mind if i were a special warfare operator i'm supposed to be a warrior and i hit the grinder hard this morning and then all of a sudden noon we hear let's move man we're operational i can't reply i'm wreck gunny gotta drink my whey protein i'll hit the next one Wise training always aids, abets, and supports. It never, never, never interferes. And again, if I'm not your dad, do what you need to do if you feel like you're overtrained. Actually, you should be looking at what your training protocol is. If it's eating you up, you can't get things done in your daily life. Well, that's probably not wise. Let's go on uh, regarding injuries. Should we skip according to that? Uh, first, my 88-year-old grandmother was uh, out of bed within 24 hours after a total hip replacement to put her rehab steps in. My wife had major brain slash skull surgery on the neuro ward. And with her and everyone else I saw in there, I saw nothing but post-op heroes in dire circumstances getting it and hitting it the day after the knife. Sure, it was scale, but it's not like they were hitting Fran from CrossFit or anything like that. But they had them on their feet. They had them moving. They had them doing. This holds for all major surgeries now. Hell, you go to your local VA and watch PT. See people who are working with their prostheses after an experience in IED. Go to a coronary ward and observe a post-chest cracking surgery. These people up are on their feet the next day. All are back on it ASAP, okay? The sooner we, the return, the better. See, physical therapy is another but fancy word, two words for us. All right, so you're injured. Here's how we can still do stuff while that persists and help speed up healing to boot, unquote. 
It's what it is. We're supposed to move. We're supposed to go. Injury doesn't mean you're redlining through the injury and using it and hurting yourself. It does mean there are things to be done. If you bust your hand boxing or sprain an ankle in a toehold, well, you can work the other limb in isolation. I mean, the law of I mean, unilateral, uh, unilateral exercise, that fires what is called cross-education in your good paw to trigger and foster support in the injured paw. I mean, you blow things, sometimes things happen. I mean, I've busted things up, and I go, well, the left hand is out. I mean, it might be 30, 40, 90 days. The other arm's still firing. We can use that thing. Training is scalable to the athlete, to the circumstances, to the training session itself. Now, what does not scale is zero. Zero <laughs> does not scale. It is always zero. So we're hearing 61% means do it. If it's on the schedule, go. And uh, it is always your choice. And there's a reason. I'm not sure if you feel like you're overtrained. Look at your protocol. And if you feel like um, uh, you're injured, figure out if there's a way to move around it. Let's hit one more number, and then we'll move on. Actually, it'll be more than one number. But we're going to kind of consolidate this. And the number we're going to talk about is 1.3%. And let's go to a little calendar first for a little calendar calculation. All right, 35 days is equal to what? Five weeks, right? Now, why does this matter? A University of Sheffield in England study found that five weeks of an unbroken pattern of training slash exercise was the make or break required to seat a habit of continuation. Anything less did not result in long-term stick-to-it discipline. Five weeks, keep that in mind. Most people, when they say their New Year's resolutions are done and they haven't made it to uh, February, because that's not been the five-week protocol yet. That's not the 35 days. The people who are successful, the ones who make it that far. It's no guarantee if you do the five weeks, but, man, the odds went hugely up for the people who stuck to it that way. The success of the five weeks was counted as non-skippable exercise sessions, all right? Now, we're, so we're not saying five weeks every single day. We're not saying 35 days daily no matter what. Uh, no, they're saying this is five weeks was counted as non-skippable sessions. That is, if one merely hit some training sessions during the five weeks, but not all that were on the schedule, that was considered somewhat of a failure. This five weeks and forever prophecy did not hold. These people did not stick with it. Even if they said for the rest of their life, they said, I do some and I train sometimes. They're almost, uh, some is better than nothing. But if you're one of these people, sometimes I train really hard and then I'm out for a little bit. Then I come back in and hit it hard right here. That's actually a little bit to your detriment. It's too much redlining in there as opposed to just like marginal revolutions. In the study, it was only uh, in the contrary who hit all scheduled sessions over the five weeks the discipline was seen to set. In short, hit or miss exercise training sessions, even if one is playing the hit or miss game over a lifetime, is not nearly as effective as those adhere to. Today's the day. Now's the time, man. So they've taken in mind that 61% and said, yeah, I don't want to be that guy. I'm going to stay on it. Okay. Now, here's the good news. Five weeks, 35 days did not mean 35 training sessions in a row. I've already alluded to that. We've got to keep that in mind. Sometimes we hear five weeks. Like, That's a whole lot of work. I mean, no, 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 no. It was measured against here is a five-week program with this many training sessions. If we measure that in unleaded conditioning time, that's the protocol I use, which uses a repeating three days on, one day off schedule, that same five weeks translates to only 27 training sessions in the five-week period. Now, if one uses the minimal unleaded training program uh, that clocks in at a mere 25 minutes per session, that amounts to a total of 675 minutes over a five-week period. That's a total of 11 hours and 15 minutes and 35 days. That is 11.25 hours out of 840 hours. Why did I do all that math? Because that comes out to being a mere 1.3% 
of your five-week life devoted to training. 1.3%. That's not too damn daunting, is it? Man, we can jump on it. Huge results are garnered with these marginal revolutions. It's it's absolutely stunning what you can get done by sticking to it and putting in your 1.3%. Now, we keep resetting, number, uh, resetting our numbers closer to the mean with each, well, this time I'm serious. No, this time. Okay, this time I mean, I'll get back on it. No. The advice, whether you use unleaded, Pilates, XPT, whatever your flavor, put it on the schedule for five weeks. And do not skip. I want you to ponder hard that unleaded numerical breakdown, though, where we're talking about how we're using a minimal, short, and abbreviated training time. And even then, we're not even talking about redlining. I told you how that's actually anathema. Now, uh, in the future podcast, future blog articles, I'll share some research soon that cast much wisdom in the old school way of minimal time, but maximum attendance. And also make sure that we're not redlining because that eats up on us. If we're uh, training as drug-free people, we're training as old uh, school people, That's we're to our detriment if we start uh, pushing too hard. And yet you can still wind up with some remarkable results just by getting your 1.3% groove on. Anyway, crew, I hope you have a wonderful Memorial Day, or if you had a wonderful Memorial Day, I hope today is wonderful as well. I'll link uh, to a, uh, a text version of this so you can take a look at this, more information, look at those numbers in black and white for yourself. And, of course, you want to jump on the unleaded bag wagon. Good Lord, I'd love to have you. Go over to ExtremeSelfProtection.com. And, of course, if you like, subscri- uh, subscribe, support the podcast, rate, review it, all that noise. I'm told it helps. So, But do whatever you want to do. Again, I repeat, I'm not your dad. Have a good one. Well, if you dig what we just discussed today, uh, I'd like to invite you to like and subscribe to the podcast. Hell, support it if you want. I'm not your dad. Do what you want. And if you're a glutton for punishment, uh, just visit our website, ExtremeSelfProtection.com. You'll find links to the blog, all of our products, and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of more pages of like musics.